Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power the collaboration needed for teams to accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or two million, Atlassian software is built to help keep you connected and moving together as one. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the final Propg episode of 2023. What a thrill! For our final episode, we'll be sharing the highlights from the Blue Flame thinkers who provided us with rich insight on topics including big tech, well, that's a shocker, AI, oh, heard of it, heard of it, it's the new thing, social media, it's the old thing, still depressing your kids though, still depressing your kids and spreading mis and disinformation, geopolitics, nothing going on in the world of geopolitics, finance, work ethic and modern masculinity. Anyways, here we go. I love our guests. I learn a lot. Uh, I used to interview guests just to hear myself speak and try and sound smart. And now I'm actually trying to be a better interviewer and actually listen and ask questions. So again, back to me. So with that, let's bust right into our favorite moments of 2023. AI was a big, if not the biggest topic of the year. The first clip comes from our conversation with Mustafa Suleiman, the CEO and co-founder of Inflection AI. Mustafa has a more positive outlook on AI than some of his peers. Today, you know, AI, for example, I think is going to be, you know, you could argue like a bulldozer for the mind. I mean, it is going to reduce the cost of decision-making and reduce the cost of synthesizing, interpreting, and predicting, which is basically the essence of intelligence. What makes us capable, what makes you so capable as an individual, your expertise is consuming vast amount, amounts of data and making speculations or predictions about the past and reflecting on those, whether they turn out to be true or not, and then updating and iterating on what you say next. Uh, we do that in pretty much every role that we do as a, in professional life. And that is exactly what these um, AIs now do. Um, in many respects, it will make us more productive and make us more efficient. So on the face of it, I think that is a, an incredibly positive story about what's going to happen over the next few decades. Again, that was Mustafa Suleiman, a key player in the realm of AI and tech. Next up, we have a clip from our discussion with Nita Farahani, a professor of law at Duke University and the author of The Battle for Your Brain, Defending the Right to Think Freely in the Age of Neurotechnology. Nita discussed the threats to privacy and freedom of thought. But among the various topics she covered, one that is near and dear to us is the influence of social media on the well-being of children and adolescents. The effects on children and adolescents seems to be profound with with both brain development, but 
in particular self-image and self-reflection and self-confidence, um, you know, it, it, it seems to be in- incredibly problematic for, for self-image and self-development. You know, I, I don't think we have the longitudinal data yet to know what that means. And, you know, we don't have a comparison set well to be able to look at, like, here's a child who grew up without social media. Here's one who had an hour a day and here's one who had none and be able to look at their brain development under, over time to really understand what does that mean long-term. There are people who are studying this to, you know, see what the detrimental effects are. You know, I worry about children's ability to pay attention, to be able to enjoy the outdoors, to be able to get enough physical exercise, to be able to interact socially with other people. Again, that was Nita Farahani. And speaking of social media, we also spoke with Representative Ro Khanna, huge fan of Representative Khanna's, in March to hear his thoughts regarding TikTok and ByteDance. Well, I think it's uh, a mistake to, to, to have TikTok owned by ByteDance and that we should force the sale of TikTok. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. Uh, one, you could have the Chinese CCP at any point use the platform for subtle propaganda. So imagine there's an American candidate who uh, has a more pro-China policy. Could they manipulate videos to have that come up first uh, for the millions of users? Two, even though right now I don't believe that any of the data is compromised at a future point, you could have Xi Jinping or someone compromise it. And three, I don't think we owe the Chinese much reciprocity. It's not like they allow Google or Facebook or Amazon to operate there. Again, that was Representative Ro Khanna, an American politician and lawyer who has been representing California's 17th congressional district since 2017. And now, this wouldn't be an end-of-the-year review if we didn't mention Ian Bremmer. He's clocked in on the pod a record eight times, the latest being back in September, from the Russian-Ukrainian war to U.S.-China relations. We've covered a lot with Ian this year. There's a wide variety of scenarios that you can imagine with the uh, the most uh, positive for Ukraine is uh, they're able to get all the ammunition they need. They're fighting like hell, really well-trained. The Russians have internal fights between the Wagner group, paramilitary, and the defense guys. They, they start uh, falling apart. The Ukrainians break the land bridge between Russia and Crimea. Uh, the, the Ukrainians are plausibly threatening supply chain to Crimea and Putin faces a very significant situation at home, and he's got to think about whether he wants to escalate in terms of use of weapons of mass destruction just to try to keep Crimea from falling down the road. That's the best possible scenario uh, for Ukraine. Also could lead to the Russians being willing to more strongly accept peace talks led by- The global stage, the economy is no longer driven by the U.S. The economy is not driven by anyone. It is multipolar. And some of that is because China's bigger than it used to be. Some of it is because they're consolidated state capitalists under one leader. Some of it's because the Americans are so divided and no longer have a trade policy and can't provide market access. There are lots of reasons for it, but it's a frustration. It's a frustration for Americans in part because the reason why China was brought into and welcomed into American institutions for the last 40 years, part of it was because the U.S. knew it would make Americans wealthier, American corporations wealthier. But part of it was a mistaken assumption that as the Chinese became wealthier and more powerful, that they'd become Americans. And they're not. 
They're still authoritarian. They're still state capitalists. They're just wealthier and more powerful. And, and you know, Americans are not prepared to accept that. Keeping on the trend of geopolitics, our most downloaded episode of the year, CNN's Fareed Zakaria. We had Fareed on to discuss the Israel-Palestine conflict shortly after the October 7th Hamas attacks. Really, the most important thing that has happened over the last two decades in the Middle East is the withdrawal of American power in a, in a fairly dramatic sense. The United States had been the kind of dominating outside force in the Middle East for decades. It used to be the Soviet Union and the United States both had their client states. Then in a kind of amazing move of, ju of diplomatic jujitsu after the 1973 war, Kissinger gets Egypt to flip. It goes from being pro-Soviet to pro-American. And that begins the end of the Soviet era and or the bipolar era, and it becomes a period of American domination. So the United States had better relations, if you think about it, in 1975 with every country in the Middle East than they had with each other. Coming up after the break, you'll hear from some of our most sentimental guests and lifestyle Yodas. Support for this podcast comes from Grammarly. Writing is something that we do every single day, from an informal text conversation with friends to sending those all-important email to clients. People need to understand what you are trying to say. Thankfully, Grammarly is a trusted AI writing partner that saves your company from miscommunication and all the waste of time and money that goes with it. Grammarly is more than just a grammar check. It can help generate AI prompts or even help you strike the right tone and personalize your writing based on audience and context. We here at the Prop2 team use Grammarly, and all I have to say is it makes our written work better. Plus, Grammarly integrates seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. No cutting, no pasting, no context switching. Personalized on-brand writing help is built into your docs, messages, emails, everything. So why not join Grammarly to work faster, hit your goals while keeping your data secure? Learn more at Grammarly.com. Support for this episode of Prop G comes from Masterclass. It's not always easy to pick up a new skill. Sure, you could dive down an internet rabbit hole and watch a bunch of videos about how to build a new deck or improve your negotiating skills, but most of that information ends up going in one ear and out the other. Masterclass offers a better way to learn from some of the world's most accomplished minds on a more structured, organized platform. With Masterclass, you can expand what you're capable of with more than 200 classes taught by genius-level instructors from every industry. A subscription grants you access to unlimited one-on-one -on -one classes that you can enjoy at home or on the go. Masterclass offers courses taught by world-class instructors, including Ron Howard, Hillary Clinton, and Lewis Hamilton, who has a surprising amount of helpful insight to share even for those of us who aren't professional Formula One race car drivers. One skill I'd like to learn is simply how to maintain that type of focus for however long the race is right now. Our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash profg. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash profg. Masterclass.com slash profg. Support for this show comes from NetSuite. If you own a business, money is often at the top of your mind. How to save it, how to spend it, how much you need, how much you don't need. But simple math will tell you that the less your business spends on operations, the more margin you have to keep the money you've earned. 
So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is a leading cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash prof. NetSuite.com slash prof. NetSuite.com slash prof. Welcome back to the ProfG Pod's 2023 Year in Review. Next up, we have a clip from the conversation we had with Morgan Housel back in February. He told us about the behaviors to consider when it comes to building wealth and the importance of earning, saving, and investing. Most notably for our listeners, he said, You think that everyone's looking at you, but even when people are noticing you, they're imagining themselves being noticed by other people. And it's true for cars, it's true for houses, that nobody is thinking about you as much as you are. Nobody cares about your stuff as much as you do. Once I realized like that game, it was like, okay, now I see what the game is. And therefore my aspirations for nice stuff went way down. Again, that was Morgan Housel, a partner at the Collaborative Fund and the author of The Psychology of Money. Moving on. Let's hear from Jennifer B. Wallace, an award-winning journalist and author of Never Enough, When Achievement Culture Becomes Toxic and What We Can Do About It. I came across this psychological construct called mattering. Mattering is basically what you're now focused on at home. Mattering is making children feel valued for who they are at their core by their family, by their friends, by their communities. And depending on them to add meaningful value back to their families, to their friends, to their communities. The kids who were doing the worst are kids who felt like their mattering, their worth was contingent on their performance. The other kids I found who were not doing as well were kids who got those messages that they mattered a lot, um, but no one ever depended on them to add value to anyone other than themselves and their own resume. And so what these kids lacked was social proof that they mattered. Again, that was Jennifer B. Wallace, an award-winning journalist and social commentator. Back in April, we spoke with Stephen Dubner, the co-author of the best-selling book, Freakonomics, to talk about the role of private equity in our society and his thoughts on the seven deadly sins. In this clip, Stephen comments on the aspects of sloth, Sloth? Really? A sin? I mean, I, I, some of the smartest people I know are some of the, the laziest, self-professed laziest people I know because they're smart enough to know that in, unless something gets inside your cranium and really, really agitates it in a good way or bad way, you should not pursue it. You're just going to waste your, you're going to waste your brain cells. Wait until you have the thing that makes you go. And so that can look like, like laziness. 
Next up, we have Mo Gadot, who joined us on the pod back in July. Mo is the former chief business officer of Google X and an expert on happiness. While much of this conversation focused on the need to control our response to AI and the impact this technology is having on society, it was Mo's vulnerability around coming to terms with his son's death that still resonates with our team today. Can accept the fact that there is a non-physical element to us, okay? That non-physical element by definition exists outside space-time because otherwise it wouldn't be able to perceive time and the passage of time is a simple object-subject relationship then that non-physical element is not affected by the events of the physical. So my son really never died, okay? So my son's physical form was born and my son's physical form decayed. But the essence of my son, his consciousness, has never gone anywhere. And, And when you really understand this, you understand that death is not the opposite of life. Death is the opposite of birth. And life exists before, during, and after. That I don't expect everyone to agree with, okay? But to me, because I see it from a physics point of view more than a religious point of view, I tend to believe that my son is okay. Again, that was Mo Gadot, the former chief business officer at Google X and an expert on happiness. Back in February, we had a conversation with Baratunde Thurston, a founding partner of the media startup Puck and an Emmy-nominated multi-platform storyteller. If you've been following along with our Algebra Masculinity series, you'll enjoy his thoughts here on modern masculinity. We built a structure and inherited for most of us, some, some of us more actively maintained than others, but we all kind of were born into the system that gave us a lot of access and seeming power, but also stole from us um, an internal access and, and a different sort of power. Knowledge, the power of being aware of weaknesses, the power of softness, the power of our own feminine, and told to suck it up and never express pain and be aggressive instead of vulnerable. You know, use aggression to shield vulnerability, which doesn't serve us. You know, we bottle that stuff up and it comes out, you know, sideways. And there's a movement (laughs) of more awakened manhood that's emerging. And it doesn't mean you can't be strong. Our final, but certainly not the least, clip comes from an August episode featuring Simon Sinek. Simon is a renowned leadership expert, author, and motivational speaker. He joined the pod to discuss his concept of start with why, along with insights on building strong teams, leadership, feeling stuck, and finding your purpose. This was an emotional episode, to say the least. I mean, your purpose, Scott, I mean, is clear. You are become your mother, which is for all of your very open struggles. And in your mother's case, it was extreme. It was cancer. In your case, it's, it's, you know, being a curmudgeon or being maybe an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. You know, like you talk about these things very openly. And well, let's just chalk it all up to struggle. That in those moments, the times that you find great joy is to put your struggle aside and, and be in the audience and, and cheer others on and tell them, you know, be there to support them. And like when you write the posts about moving in with your dying mother, or you write the post about how to deal with your dog that's dying, what you're, what you're doing, you're celebrating other people. What you're doing is, is, is taking everything that you have and using it for others. 
And that's a wrap. Thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in each week. We really do appreciate your support, your feedback, and your engagement. Uh, We try to deliver compelling content. We take this very seriously. Uh, We'll be back in your feeds with Office Hours on Wednesday, January 3rd. We will see you then. And on a personal note, thank you so much to the people who come up and say hi. One of the things I find just so such a contrast in our world is things can be so ugly online, but in person, people are just wonderful. So if I do see you out in the wild, please come up and say hi. It is literally one of the highlights of my day, my week, my month. And for those of you who I've had a chance to say hi to, thanks so much for coming up and saying hi and being just generally speaking so lovely. This episode was produced by Gaddy McBain and edited by Caroline Chagrin. Our technical director is Drew Burrows. Thank you for listening to the Profit Pod from the Vox Media Podcast Network all year long. We will catch you in 2024. Here comes the ass cancer. Too much?